Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown with three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown. You get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at Wilmington and beaches What's going on, everybody? I'm Mara. And I'm Taz. And welcome back to Sisters Who Kill. Social media has made the world a lot smaller. And this can be a good thing or a bad thing. But when you're trying to cover up the things that you do from the person that loves you, social media will get you every time. If you're listening to this, you probably already know what I'm about to say, that today is the day for you to start your podcast. You have everything that you need, your computer, a little microphone, and Spotify for podcasters. It is the all-in-one platform where you can host, edit, and record your podcast and distribute it everywhere. Where you're listening right now, you can have your podcast there. I promise, for real. And it's free. And you can make some money off of your podcast for free. Free money. Free money is out there. Just go get it by starting your podcast today. Our players this week are Maurice Carpenter, our victim, and Brianna's boyfriend, our ex-boyfriend, and Brianna Connor Washington, our murderess. Brianna Lachey Connor Washington was born on July 26, 1996. She's a Leo, if that means anything to you guys. She's from Detroit, Michigan, and she graduated from Oak Park High School. Now, we couldn't find too much about her background, but according to what she says about herself, she loves to dance, she loves her family, she likes to cook, she loves writing. We couldn't find any social media about her, but according to her, she's bisexual. Like I said, we couldn't find much about her, but according to her writeaprisoner.com profile, she enjoys long walks, cuddles, movies, and I guess pina coladas and getting stuck in the rain. For a while, she had a long-term friend that became her boo, and his name was Maurice Carpenter. Maurice Marquise Carpenter was born on February 3rd, 1995 to his mother, Leah Ray Carpenter, and his father, Maurice Jenkins. He was born with sickle cell anemia, but it didn't hold him back much. He lived a full life. 
That is, until he turned 15 years old and his mom died to some unspecified illness. And this was really hard on him. He he definitely struggled with it. Like, he he's only 15. He's a teenager processing this grief. And his family was like, they can tell he never really got over it. They said they could see it in the way that he moved. And I guess maybe he wasn't making the best of decisions. And he would try and push his family away, but they said they was always waiting on him whenever he was ready to come back. Brianna and Maurice had known each other for about six years. They were mainly friends, but then they started to casually date. While they were dating, things were okay, but they seemed to find themselves always arguing, always breaking up, always getting back together, always breaking up, always getting back together. But right now in this story, we're at a breakup. They had been broken up for about six months-ish. In fact, she suspected him of cheating at the beginning of their relationship, so that was always the cause of their turmoil. Eventually, the two of them broke up. Mari started casually dating other people, but at this time, they were still communicating. And she was saying, even though they had broken up, I'm still committed to getting this thing back on track. When I don't have you here, like, baby, I'm struggling to sleep. I can't eat. I can't sleep. I can't be without you, baby. Brianna, even though, like, she was really taking this breakup hard, but she was really determined to get them back on track. And if Maurice is communicating with her, clearly he wants to get things back on track as well. At least that's what it seems. So it's Friday, March 8th, 2019. Brianna's at the house, her house. And she's, I don't know, dead scrolling through social media, going through all of her feeds. And then she looks on Instagram and look who posted a story, Maurice. And she's not even gonna flex like she's not the first one watching his story because you know I am. Some people is like, you know I'm watching. She opens up his story Girl, he taking shots, he's drinking. She sees what's going on. She bought that liquor bottle, so she knows exactly what she's drinking. And then her ear perks up, and she said, is that a woman in the background? And this, like, unlocked her inner crazy. I mean, like, to to Bree, it's feeling like a spit in the face. Like, we're talking about the possibility of us getting back together. We're saying that we still have these very strong feelings for each other. Why you got some girl in the background? of this video at 10 o'clock at night drinking at your house my bottle of liquor like what's up so she turns her phone to the text messages and she texts him i thought we was working on getting back on track he don't text back she texts him again you want cold motherfucker he texts back and he's like listen uh-uh don't even start this the girl in the video is just a friend she calls him he don't answer see now you ignoring me now i know your phone on you and you're not gonna pick up the phone when i call another lock on the inner crazy so then brianna is just like angry texting him angry texting him see you just keep gassing me up how you gonna have another bitch over there with the liquor that i paid for you cold-hearted like i don't want anything to do with you so she's texting him you know what this is all really shady i'm not even about to text you no more you just crushed the fuck out of my feelings her feelings are hurt and you done made me mad of course maurice is not texting back he thinks that not texting back is gonna make sure that she just you know we're avoiding a situation which is not true men that are listening or anybody that is listening ignoring the person is only gonna make them feel worse or get madder or get ignore the person is going to make them matter like why would you ignore me especially when i know your phone right there basically an invitation right exactly time has passed 
And Maurice finally hits her back up. He's like, listen, you have taken this too far. And they actually like have an exchange between them. But don't you worry about Brianna, okay? Because Brianna's already in the car on the way. And you know, for Bree, she is starting to feel more and more disrespect. The more that she's getting ignored, this is pissing her off even more. And she's like, you know what? I'm not waiting around for him to come up with another excuse, for him to come up with another lie. So she calls her homegirl. She calls her sister. She says, get in the car. We're pulling up. At 10.47, she texts him, when I pull up, come outside. He don't respond. She texts him a minute later. I'm 15 minutes away. Maurice texts back, don't come to my crib. <laughs> and you, She was already on the way. So she texts back, I'm coming. He says, I don't know for what. And I hope you know I'm not playing. <laughs> she said, I hope you know I'm not playing either. Again, Maurice says, do not come over here. Maurice has two roommates, Davion Gordon and Ryan Pitts. And I guess Maurice stopped answering, so Brianna calls Davion. His phone rings at 10.57, and she gets on the phone, and she's like, I need you, you to know that you need to let Maurice know that when I get there, I'm coming with all the smoke, and I'm not even playing. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm sure she's yelling, screaming. And she's like, I'm going to get to that place, and I'm about to trash your shit grab your things because I'm getting everything so Devion calls Maurice and it's like yo Brianna calling my phone acting all crazy talking about some she finna come and smash everything at the house talking about she coming with all the smoke bro what's going on and so Maurice is like bro man I got it this you know how she be you know how we be I got this and so Maurice calls Brianna at 11 10 p.m Brianna already outside it's 11-11, make a wish. Brianna arrives to the apartment and tells Maurice to bring that ass outside. Now, Ray Pitts is in the house. There's another one of Maurice's roommates there. He hears Maurice and Brianna arguing outside. And at one point, he hears Brianna, yeah, bring that bitch outside. And her and Maurice continue to go at it. And the girl's still inside the house. Now, Davion wasn't there. He's at his dad's house who lives nearby. And Davion, he just got this message, so he trying to call Maurice, and he like, okay, Maurice didn't answer, so let me call Ryan. Ryan ain't answer at first, but when he checks his phone, he calls him back. He's telling Davion that Maurice and Brianna are outside arguing. He's like, oh, wait a second, I see Brianna leaving, I see her little Dodge dart pulling off, everything must be cool, right? Davion's like, listen, I'm about to pull up, Ryan's like, alright, I'm gonna meet you in the parking lot. They're down there, they don't see Maurice, but they also don't see Brianna's car. Of course, the natural assumption is she's still gone. They go upstairs, and they hear this little dart pull back the fuck up. Now, Davion says he ain't see anybody, but Ryan says that he saw Brianna and Maurice outside. He said everything looked like it was okay, and they argue all the time anyway, so they should be going back to normal soon. That's just what they do. They chopping it up, catching up or whatever. Then they hear, like, this gasping noise outside, like a, <gasps> they look outside. And Brianna's car is there. They don't see Maurice, but they see the passenger door slam close as the car is pulling off. Davion's like, that shit don't look good, man. So he pulls out his phone. He starts calling Maurice. And Maurice doesn't answer. Now from outside, Brianna and Maurice drive away. They get to arguing. Man, why you here? I told you not to pull up at my house. I'm going to be here. Tell that bitch to come outside. Maurice tells Brianna, you got to go. You got to go. Now, Maurice ain't the type of dude that puts his hands on anybody. Getting him this angry is very unique for him. It even shot Brianna. You know how somebody that you, you don't like to argue. You ever got into an argument with somebody that's usually cool, calm, and collected? But sometimes you want to see if they got some emotion and then they jump scare. You be like, oh, oh, you care. That's toxic. <laughs> don't do that to people. 
but some of y'all know. Brianna's pushing and pushing and pushing Maurice, and he's trying to get her to go. You need to go to the point where he's physically like, yo, you need to go. He pulls her hair, her track rips. According to her, he also ATL'd her necklace, and so this really upset her and told her that she needed to go. And she needed to leave and let him go back to his house. She is shocked by this. Maurice ain't never acted like this before. They have pushed each other's buttons and he ain't never acted like this before. And she got a pocket knife. She pulls out that pocket knife. She starts to just swing in and swing in and hits him once. He gasps. She freaks out, doesn't know what to do, pushes him in the car, takes him to the hospital. It's 1123 p.m. when Brianna arrives at Ascension St. John Macomb Oakland Hospital at 12 Mile and Hoover Road. When she gets there, security guard is like, okay, tell us what happened. She says that her and Maurice got into a verbal altercation and she was like, he pulled my hair, he ripped my necklace, and then I leave. I come back because he tells me to come back and I see that he's stabbed. And the hospital employees are like, okay, can you tell me anything else? And Brianna, she is bawling like she is freaking out she cannot believe that this just happened and they're like okay ma'am what is your relationship to the victim and she's like we're 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 exes we were dating but we're not anymore and they're like okay calm down calm down tell me what happened she was like we were arguing and then he attacked me we were talking about money and he just attacked he pulled my hair the nurse is like okay well let me check your hair okay I see that one of her tracks in the back was ripped and like out of place or whatever so it looked like maybe it had been ripped out. And then she's like, and then he punched me. And they're like, okay, ma'am, where did he punch you? And she was like, uh, uh, I'm gonna get back to you on that. And they're like, okay, is there anything else you can tell? And she was like, I don't know. I mean, he ripped my necklace. He he has been angry and known to do that kind of stuff in the past, but never like this, never this bad. They're like, okay, we get your relationship. What can you tell me about the injuries? And she's like, I don't know. Maybe he had been hit by the car door. Like the car door hit him and plunged in. I didn't mean to do anything. Like I meant him absolutely no harm. And right now Maurice is being taken care of. The hospital worker asked her, are you going to want to press charges against him for hitting you? She's like, no, I don't think I want to do that. And they're like, okay, I'm going to go talk to the doctors and I'll come back and tell you what we come up with. So the hospital employee goes back to the doctor and was like, okay, this woman is telling me that maybe he got plunged by a sharp car door. And the doctor is like, hmm, that's interesting. Let me go talk to this woman myself. They go out. Brianna is gone, okay? She was not waiting around to talk to anybody else. Maurice at the hospital, he did have a significant wound. He had one puncture that was three-fourths an inch long and about an inch and a half deep. Six hours later, he died because of that one stab to his abdomen. The stabbing lacerated a very significant vein located in his spine and caused blood to leak into his abdominal cavity. And because of this, this now stabbing is now a homicide. Police are called and they know exactly who to turn to. The next morning, police arrest Brianna and it wasn't hard to track her down because she left her name and her number with a hospital employee. They brought her in and she waives her constitutional right and ends up giving a three and a half hour taped interview. Now, during this interview, of course, her story is fluctuating. Initially, she says that she went to Maurice's apartment and they argued over a necklace and some money that he owed her. And that's when he pushed her and told her to leave. Then he broke her necklace and she said he punched her in the mouth. Now, Brianna says she was surprised by this physical violence because they might get at it yipping and yapping, but he ain't never touched her before. Maybe pushed her, but hit her? Nah, he ain't never did that. Now, the detectives, 
weren't really buying this story of you snatched your chain because at some point in the interview, the necklace falls out of her clothes and drops onto the interrogation room floor. So obviously he ain't got your necklace, so what else ain't true? Hold on. She made it seem like, you know how when your necklace is broken or it's been snatched and it's broken, it get lost in your clothes? Mm-hmm. And it just so happened to shimmy out onto mm-hmm. the floor, onto the investigation floor. Mm-hmm. Okay, girl. But he ain't snatch her chain like he was trying to take it. You know what I mean? But she said it did It did fall out her clothes like it was broken and just holding on overnight until the next day. I guess she ain't changed clothes since this all happened. So she was like, they talked it out or whatever. She was like, yeah, he hit me, but then he gave me the money. And she's like, then I left. On, we, we was on good terms. Now then she says that 15 minutes after she left on these good terms, Maurice calls her saying they stabbed me and was asking for help. So she went back and drove them to the hospital. Now, we don't know who they is. We don't know why they stabbed him. This is just the story that she told. All she said was, I just came to help. So that's when they said, why would you tell the hospital employees that a sharp car door must have stabbed him? And she was like, no, 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 I ain't say that. I ain't tell nobody that. And it was like, okay, why when they went back to ask you some clarifying questions, you were gone? And she was like, I told that lady I had to go to work. Like, I wasn't running. I just had some place to be. It's a difference. But all in all, the main point that she kept trying to drive home was that she did not stab Maurice. Now, the detectives didn't tell her that they didn't looked at the cameras at the apartment complex and they don't see nobody stabbing Maurice. Matter of fact, they don't see nobody near Maurice. Only you. And Brianna was like, if it was her, she would have took it off the camera if it had showed that. It, that don't prove anything, right? Obviously, somebody wiped it, right? So then she's like, listen, I'm just trying to be honest. I'm not lying. I'm not lying. She said he just collapsed. We were arguing he collapsed. So, like, following this story, right, first he called you back and said they stabbed him. Now he's collapsed. Y'all were, ah, fuck you, bitch. Ah, nigga, fuck you. Boom, you fall just out of nowhere. And, and you're wounded? Okay. She later says that she just poked him. And the detectives are like, and what exactly did you poke him with? And she was like, oh, I got these little box cutters that I use at work. And like, you poked him with a box cutter, huh? Check this out. <laughs> it don't I, even sound right. Listen, it don't even sound right. I'm not trying to laugh, but it don't even sound like that. That's, that's probably a one bit of the top much. worst lies we've had on Sisters Who Kill. She says stab is a bit much. Poke is more like it. I just, a little, eh, none too crazy. So the detectives are like, listen, Brianna, be honest with you. I'm not buying it. Your story isn't matching up. It's not really making sense. And your little box cutter poke wouldn't account for this stab wound in his stomach that made him die. So they was like, you know what? That's okay. We got a search warrant. They're going to look at her car. Now, they can tell that the car was recently washed, cleaned, and the rear driver's side floor mat was missing. They also found a pair of box cutters, which they discovered was not the murder weapon. It was like, it's, it's no way that it caused this wound. The depth, the shape, it's not adding up. And that's when Brianna said, okay, there's a small, small chance that I may have used something else other than a box cutter. <sighs> so now they're like, all right, girl, what story are you going to tell this time? And it's like, tell us again. Tell, tell me one more time what happened. And she just coming up with something, something new every time. And this time she like, oh, 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 I forgot to tell y'all, Maurice punched me in the face. She said, he punched, matter of fact, he punched me so hard that I think my tooth is loose. And I think the bracket on my braces is loose. And the detective's like, all right, he punched you in the mouth and you got braces. Let's see the inside of your lip. 
Now, I know one thing for sure and two things for certain. I don't want to get hit in the mouth with no braces. I used to play soccer when I had braces. And when that ball would smack me on the face on a rare occasion, oh, it is a pain. And the bracket cut up the inside of your lip. Like, you don't just get hit. Like, I would take a ball to the face now easy. But with them braces on, it's a different thing because you got the shit on the inside fighting back, right? I don't know anything about that. Just imagine metal sitting on top of your teeth and your teeth just, your, your lip just getting pressed into that, like, by a force. It's not, it's going to leave a mark on your lip. Like, it's soft tissue, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. they're like, lift up your lip, let's see. They don't see nothing. So, then she keeps talking. She was like, I was mad at Maurice because he wasn't doing what he said he would do. We said we was going to work on us, and he is with another bitch in his apartment. How you working on me if you focused on her? And the detective is like, why did you yell at Ryan to, quote, bring that bitch outside? And she said, I did not say to bring that bitch outside. They was like, you didn't. Was I upset? Yeah. But I wasn't trying to hurt nobody. She said Maurice asked her to leave. He gave her the $60 that he owed her. And she was like, I just wanted to talk. Then Maurice started pushing me towards the car and shit. Leave, girl, leave. She said, that's when I just poked. I just poked him. She starts apologizing to the detectives. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. I swear to God, it was an accident. I really, I really didn't mean to hurt this dude. I love this dude. She said, I just turned around and I, my arms swung out and I just accidentally cut him. She ends up admitting that she made up the version that she told the security guard and the hospital employee and a couple of stories she told them earlier. She then tells the detectives that Maurice threatened to call the police and she told him to do it so that they could watch her leave. And then she says, and that's where I messed up. I should have just left. She goes on to reenact the argument, going back and forth. He said, she said, saying that he pushed her and she spun around. And he grabbed the back of her hair and was like, leave. She said she hit the car and got a bruise above her right eyebrow. And then that's when she swung, thinking he was starting to walk away. You want me to leave, you leave. And she just thinking she going to hit air and hit him. It, it all just got out of hand. So the detectives are like, okay, let's give her a break. Let her recollect herself, recollect her thoughts, recollect her story, and we'll come back to her. They go over the evidence they have, and they circle back to this small chance of her using a different weapon. And she was like, well, the folding knife. And they're like, tell us about the folding knife. She said, it's black, it's purple. The handle says boom on it. It's one of those, like, flip knives. She was like, the knife has to be in the car because where else would it be? Police is like, no, it's not. We didn't search your car high and low. So we know that it's not in there. And she's like, what? It's not in there? People be in my car. So maybe I had a passenger or somebody in my car and they took it. And they're like, okay, girl, leave her there for another minute. They just going in to just poke at her little story. They come back in and they're like, all right, you know that we've searched your car. You know that we've talked to people by now. Are you going to tell me the truth? And she's like, I am telling you the truth. I am. Maurice hit me. And I thought that he was leaving. I didn't mean to hurt him. She's like, I just feel like the knife malfunctioned. And when I swung, I thought that the knife was closed and it happened to be open. Like I didn't just openly have the knife and then swing it at him. Why would I even do that? Maurice bought me that knife. Why would I kill him with the knife that he bought me? You know what I'm saying? Maybe the knife just malfunctioned. Don't know pocket knife be malfunctioning like that. 
as the detectives are like, okay, girl, let's go ahead and get you another examination. You're claiming bruises and other injuries, so we need to go ahead and make sure that we have these things on record. So a sexual assault nurse comes in, does a full examination of Brianna. She does note that there is a bruise, like a small green bruise above her right eye. And she sees that there's other small bruises like on the left side of her neck. And they do a skin swab from the right side of her neck. They're doing that to see if they can find Maurice's DNA because that might be signs of him trying to strangle her. They again look at her mouth. There's no injuries in the mouth. She didn't get punched in the mouth. And at 10.30 a.m. that Saturday morning, she was arrested. She was charged with second-degree murder and she was held at the Macomb County Jail on a $2 million bond. After her arrest, she was given a court-appointed attorney and she was supposed to appear in court on March 19th, 2019. That was the city's first homicide case of the year. I bet that city was like, damn. Because you know how you try to get keep your numbers low? Yeah, but I think they did pretty good. When this happened in March? Mm-hmm. She's set in jail because who has that bond money? And she got ready to... Take that shit to trial, bitch. Take that shit to trial, bitch. Take that shit to trial, bitch. Take that shit to trial. Instacart helps you get beer and wine delivered in as fast as an hour. So, whether you need to fill the cooler for tailgate season or fill your glass for Pinot by the fire season, you can save time by getting fall sips delivered in just a few clicks. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Must be 21 or over for alcohol delivery where available. Instacart. Add life to cart. Streaming October 6th on Paramount+. Plus. First place I learned about death was a pet cemetery. Dead things buried in that land. But come back. There's something else. Something's wrong. Continue. He needs time to adjust. That's not Timmy. Something's talking through him. Sometimes dead is better. Pet Cemetery. Bloodlines. Rated R. Streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. On February 12th of 2020... She went to court and pleaded not guilty. She went to trial, and her court-appointed lawyer thought they could go for self-defense, do a better woman claim. The defense calls two witnesses. First was Dearest Connor, Brianna's older sister. And Dearest is like, I was with Brianna and Maurice when the two of them started arguing at his apartment. She said she didn't think too much of it until she heard them tussling outside, and that's when she saw Maurice holding her hair and bending her down like he was trying to hit her. That's when De'Ara says she pushed Marcus off of Brianna and told him not to touch her. Then she told Brianna that they needed to leave, and that's exactly what they did. Now, Brianna nor her sister called the cops, but De'Ara did say that she told her sister not to see him anymore. The next witness was Jada Dupes. This was Brianna's longtime friend, and she testified to the nature of Brianna and Maurice's relationship. She said that Maurice was super controlling, and in January of 2019, she saw Maurice smack Brianna in the face while they was at the park. Then on the night of the murder, okay, here's, I have two theories. First one is that either she had her sister and her friend with her the first time and dropped them off in that 15 minutes, or that they were there the entire time, probably never went into the hospital, but that would explain why his blood was on the back of the, like, they said that Matt was missing out of the rear driver's side, and then they said they saw the passenger side closing. So if her girl was in the car then that would be the passenger side closing and he could be in the back. But we don't have anything to attest to either of those. So they're theories. 
She also says on the night of the murder that she saw Maurice pull in Brianna's hair. And she said, quote, like, pull her back inside the car by her hair. The prosecution said if that's the case, then why would Brianna tell the police the night of the murder that Maurice never laid a hand on her? And Jada said, I don't believe she said that. That or Brianna was lying when she did. I know that's right. You had to testify for your friend. Listen, and they will lie for their man. They will do it every time. They will. I just ain't want to see him get in no trouble. The prosecution gets up and they call Maurice's roommates, Davion and Ryan, and they ask them to testify. Now, when they testify, they say that the relationship between Maurice and Bree was toxic, okay? They've seen them argue. They've seen them fuss. They never really saw them get violent with one another. In their opinion, you know, Maurice is not even that type of guy. And they asked the roommates, how long had they been together? According to his boys, you know, on and off since about 2018, but they'd known each other for a really long time. Okay, cool. How long has it been since they had recently broke up? And I was like, I don't know, two or three weeks. Now, according to Brianna, it was a little bit longer they had broken up, but two to three weeks is what his boys know. And guys don't really tell the nitty gritties, oh, we broke up, oh, we back together each time. But they were like, during this breakup, Maurice was seeing somebody else and his girl was at the apartment. And she was still inside of the apartment when Brianna, when we heard the gas and we heard Brianna's car skirt off, I guess with Maurice inside. And they're like, what what can you tell me about this Instagram story? He's like, I saw the Instagram story. He was dancing. He music playing. He he was with his girlfriend. He was drinking from a bottle. It seemed like he was having a good time. I think I saw the video around 11.15. Brianna saw the video earlier, but I saw, he said he saw the video around 11.15. Now, although you couldn't see the girl's face in the video, his roommates knew exactly who she was. She was at their house. They testified that it absolutely was his new girlfriend. They also testify about their conversation that they had with Brianna. Of course, including Brianna saying that she's coming up and that she's about to trash the place and she's coming up with all the smoke. And Davion was like, at that point, I feel like it's a threat. Like, you coming at me like a threat. So, of course, I'm going to make sure that all the men in the house are aware. Everybody's coming from wherever they are to post up so you can't come and destroy our home. Even when we were talking to Maurice, Maurice was was like, straight up, if she comes here with that BS, don't let her in this house. Like, we are all going to make sure that she does not come into this house because what you're not going to do is ruin our our things. When Ryan testified about the argument that he heard, he said... Mainly I heard Brianna, I heard her, yeah, 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 going off on him more than I heard Mo. And that made me very concerned because I don't know what's going to happen. And you're just watching this toxic relationship that you're used to go on and on and play again and again. They then testify about how when they were talking to each other, they heard it was like a stab wound, like <gasps> heard a big gas. They look out the window, boom, the car speeds off and they knew something was wrong. Now, the emergency room surgeon, Dr. Villaluz, she testified that when Maurice got to the hospital, he was suffering from a stab wound that was in his abdomen just below his belly button. They were able to close the minor cuts to his intestines with a very quick like one stitch, but his most internal wound was really hard to get to. It was really difficult because inside of his stomach, the vena cava vein was lacerated. And it is the biggest vein, according to Tazzy that just told me, it is the biggest vein coming from your heart. And it brings the most blood from the heart to your legs. They said it was very difficult to stop the bleeding. And the knife had gone an inch and a half deep into his abdomen and so that was a lot of damage and according to the emergency room doctor she was like 
That's not a slash. That's not a turnaround and got you. That's an intentional stab. After everything was said and done, the jury went out and deliberated, and they found her guilty of second-degree murder. On August 17, 2019, prosecution suggested a 20-year sentence, and the defense was like, let's try and get something around 13 and a half years. Let's meet in the middle. Judge Jennifer Fonts said, quote, one young life was lost and another young life was destroyed. At sentencing, the prosecution insisted that even though she was charged with second degree murder, do not let the court of law get you wrong. She intended to kill Maurice from the moment she saw him on Instagram. She intended to go over there and cause real damage as soon as she got fired up by seeing a woman in his Instagram story background. They said at the sentencing, she did exactly what she was going to do. She was bringing the smoke and you did exactly that. She struck him with such force, it went to his spine, your honor. This was anger, rage, venom. No, I know they're trying to give her a heavy sentence, but I think she came. I think it was anger and rage. I don't know that it was venom. Yeah, I definitely think it was anger and rage. I definitely think that she was, she was probably just wanting her homegirls to jump that girl real quick. Mm-hmm. And they go in there and tear up his closet. Still toxic. But yeah. you alive. Everybody it's definitely lives. toxic. There's no doubt about that. But I don't Everybody. think I went there thinking she was going to kill that nigga. Yeah, Hired I don't him, think so either. Him. Now, the defense, the defense is like us. They're like, listen, this girl deserves a little credit, right? She did bring him to the hospital after the fact. She didn't let him sit there and die. Now, she did lie to everybody she talked to about how she slashed him. But she did not leave him in the street. Her attorney said, if this was a planned killing, you don't take your victim to the hospital. They continued that Maurice's death resulted in an argument that went further than either of them wanted it to go. Her attorney also said that Brianna was extremely remorseful. And this was not because she got in trouble. This is not because she's in jail. She's just remorseful for what she did. At sentencing, Brianna got to speak and Maurice's family gave a victim impact statement. Brianna says, I wake up and I think about it every day. It's hard. She apologized to the family and she asked for their forgiveness. Now, Maurice's grandma spoke, Miss Stephanie Reese, and she called Maurice Momo. That was his nickname. And she said that his mother had died 10 years ago and that that was her only child, his mother. She said, I have nothing left for my daughter. If he had lived, you would still be out of his life. He's dead and you're going to prison for the most or all of your life. She said, you're a sorry excuse for a female and I hope you get everything you deserve for killing my grandson which is hard like you already lose your child but to lose your grandchild too like just you left in this world right then it seemed i think there was play cousins or something but his cousin monica pania comes up and she says that the two of them were close she said she was like a godmother to maurice and her son and maurice were best friends she said quote i have so much anger towards you but I can understand what you did and how you felt because I've been in that position before. She continued, I don't harbor any hate for you. I want you to work on your jealous ways and work on yourself. Which that takes a big heart to come for that angle. But I think she's able to come to that angle because she's like, I understand what you did. I done been made crazy by a nigga before. Right. I have wanted she's to do younger. the things that you did. But that self-control. And she's younger, so she has that awareness more than grandma would. Mm -hmm. Like, I've been there, but, like, like even us telling the story, I've been there. Right. I know the feeling. I ain't go that far, but I have have wanted to sometimes. Now, the judge 
She's taken all of this to account, and she decided to just split the baby. She gave Brianna 18 years, stating that it was right in the middle of what each party wanted. Now, the defense wanted to add manslaughter and self-defense for a directed verdict, but that motion was denied, and the jury also refused to accept that. She did get time served because she was in the county jail for a year and a half while she awaited trial and sentencing, and her sentencing was taped on Zoom, but most of the parties appeared in court. So she did She did file for an appeal, and in her appeal, she said that she was denied a fair trial because when the trial was going on, they had the detective on the stand talking about what their interview and the interrogation was like. And the interrogation is supposed to be recorded, so why not just play it instead of hearing a one-sided story about the interrogation. She was saying that that was unfair. She also claimed that there was insufficient evidence presented at trial to prove the malice element of the murder. So if there is no malice, that can drop her down to reckless homicide or something, a lesser charge, basically. She also claimed that Davion was talking about her bringing all the smoke. And she was like, when I said that, that doesn't mean that I was going to murder him. That's a saying. And you're not taking into account colloquialism. I'm a black woman. I, I feel say that. stuff like that. I feel that. Because also, bringing all the smoke usually means a gun. And there was no gun. So it's not like she actually brought all the smoke. Or even if the smoke is my mouth. And I'm a runner. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm bringing the smoke. Whatever the smoke is, I'm bringing the heat. I'm re- you going to feel how I feel. You know what I mean? Yeah. It might be me in my mouth. It might be us getting into a little tuffle or whatever. It might be me tearing up your house. Right. Whatever the smoke is, but the smoke is not defined. Right. Everybody was not really feeling it, but she was trying to do one last Hail Mary. And then she said, okay, it was a crime of passion. The court documents say that she was, quote, disturbed by mental or emotional excitement, which makes an ordinary person act rationally without deliberation or... Or reflection from passion rather than judgment. A crime of passion. We've heard of these all the time. And so she was trying to say that it wasn't murder. I was just not in my right mind at the time. I was so upset. Her appeal goes in front of a three-judge panel and they reject it. As of right now, Brianna is still being held at the Women's Horan Valley Correctional Facility in Michigan. And the earliest possible release date is March 9th, twenty. 37. And that is the story of Brianna and Maurice, of Mo and Brie. All right, y'all, it's time for. Well, I'm not black. I'm OJ. I ain't do it, but if I did, this is how I would have got away with it. I ain't do it, but if I did, I ain't bringing no knife to some place I ain't trying to hurt somebody. Like, I feel like a lot of these people go wrong bringing a weapon out in the first place and be like, oh, I ain't mean to hurt them. What do you think the knife was going to do? What do you think the gun was going to do? Right. Why you bring it out if you ain't mean to hurt him? That's poor decision making. Yeah, I ain't do it, but if I did, I if you have the weapon, like, and if he wasn't coming outside, you already in that, we've talked about it before, that pack mentality when you with your friends, and you've already proven yourself as crazy, and he clearly wants to see you crazy. Go ahead and slash his tires and go home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No one gets hurt. Because what were you going to do? Drag the girl out? And then it really would have been... Like Then you would have meant to hurt somebody. Exactly. I think she went there with the intention of finding that girl. Which brings me to, I ain't do it, but if I did, another bitch don't owe you shit. Y'all got to stop being mad at this other person 
for what a conversation that you and your man had. If you and your man was on terms of getting back together, it ain't her fault that he fucking with her. It's his fault that he fucking with her. She ain't got shit to do it. So they ain't no bring her ass outside. I'm pulling up to catch you on the act. No, get that hint the first time. He's moved on. You should too. Yeah. I ain't do it, but if I did, there is no way that you can compare a box cutter with a knife. The angle, the trajectory, just how they're shaped. They're both sharp and they both can hurt and they both can kill you. But she didn't think about, like, science when she was telling that story. She wasn't thinking about much when she was telling these stories. Because I do it, but if I did, he got stabbed with the sharp car door? On his lower ab. Like, do you know the positioning that it would have to be to be stabbed by a door on your lower abdomen? The top part is, like, round. And I doubt he's getting on the top part and then you got the bottom part that's like a corner. Because you can't mean the side, the flat edge. So it's got to be the corner of the door, which means this nigga's damn near on the ground, under the car. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. I ain't do it, but if I did, if he's playing you like that, what you should have done is you should have stopped messing with him. And you should have just tried to fuck on one of his friends. A nice little get back. You would have gotten over away. him. Get back away. Go fuck one of his roommates. If his roommate's here, this nigga going to be like, no. One of his no, friends. One of his friends. crazy ass. Right, that's what you should have done. A nice little get back so he could feel you and go on about your day. Even if you found a side piece, you want to play on social media? Let's play games. I'm going out to dinner. I'm good for that. I am so good for that. I might be a little toxic. I be acting <laughs> like I'm out. I be acting like I'm out. Meanwhile, I'm at the bar by myself taking cute little aesthetic pictures. You're going <laughs> to feel me. I be by myself. Oh, it's got to be a headache to date me. What else? I ain't do it, but if I did... I think I would have leaned in more on that self-defense. I think the rational mind is like, clearly there was a bigger altercation here and she did this with some malice. Yeah, but she didn't have bruises. The nurse said she, she did see that her tracks and hair was pulled. Hands were and when they tested her. her. Yeah, and when they tested her neck, they did find Maurice's DNA. So clearly mm -hmm. he had touched her around the neck at some point and there were bruises as well. I would have leaned into that a little bit more. And it seemed like they tried to as a Hail Mary, but you had to start with that. You know what I'm saying? And the story had to really match up. And if she would have just called a lawyer in at the very beginning instead of starting with lies. Because even I think even if it was an accident... It would have been a slash if it was an accident. But even if it was an accident, like, I'm starting from the jump. I need a lawyer before I say something crazy. Yes. I knew it if I did. Go with the lawyer, girl. Why are you talking? I feel like as soon as she tripped over her first story, she should have got a lawyer. Even if she wanted to give herself a good go, right? as they invited her to the police station, she should have had a lawyer. Of course. Of course. But some people feel bold and they feel like they got it. But as soon as you trip over the first one, let me go ahead and get a lawyer up in here. Because, no. That's all I got. She was... Leave that man alone. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it for me, too. I think also, like, if he put, if this was his first time putting his hands on you, which it seems like it wasn't. It seems like y'all got physical sometimes, but only some people saw. But if he really, if he got physical with you, I'd have been like, you know what? I got something for that ass. 911, lock him up. Now tell that bitch to come outside. I bet outside. you won't be hanging out with her tonight. I bet that'll <laughs> shut that down. I'll shut it down tonight at least. See? Let's go on. All right. Um, parole or no parole? 2037. I don't really feel that far away. It's not that far away. No, she'll she'll be out soon enough. And she'll still be fairly young. Young enough. Young enough, yeah. So I definitely feel everybody involved for sure. But yeah, she can she can have her little parole. She need to spend her, her time in there, but she can have her little parole. 
They say, okay, Taurus, Mara. Okay, Scorpio, Taz. I love you both. I'm a Taurus, by the way. Mm-hmm. I found your podcast by way of Black Millennial Marriage. I'm sure y'all know Randy and Mikey. I love them. You know I like them. And I'm a new listener of the podcast, and I'm a soon-to-be podcaster myself. To Mara or whomever does the ads, they started bullying me, and they definitely bullied me into taking the first step to creating my own. Well, However, I'm not ready. I have. She said, no. However, I'm not ready or equipped. It's all right. You'll get there. But back to Sisters Who Kill. I've always been obsessed with Snapped, Criminal Minds, For My Man, and any other show that portrayed true crime. So when Randy mentioned you two ladies, I had to check y'all out. And I'm officially obsessed. I'm binging right now, so all I can do is listen. I love y'all's dirty mouth, the foul language. I enjoy y'all's research as well as the work and effort y'all put into the research of each and every episode. Baby, y'all make me Google each time because I'm like, honey, who did this? Anywho, I just wanted to give y'all y'all flowers while y'all are actively alive. Oh, goodness. Thanks. I love y'all relationship as friends, and I can't wait to hear more. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm glad that we are actively alive, friend. Listen. Thank you so much. Thank you to Brandy with Black Millennial Marriage. They participated in our Juneteenth episode as well. And they're in Atlanta. We need to hang out. Absolutely. Let's get together. All right. This one says, killing it at work. I love your podcast. My daughter told me about it. Don't worry. She's grown. And I'm new to this podcast, but I started at the beginning, so I'm loving hearing about your growth. I'm a black woman working in construction, sigh, and I live in Utah, bigger sigh. I sit in my office with my headphones and transport it back to family. Thank you for that. I need it. I get so annoyed when my employees or my husband slash business partner interrupt me listening to y'all with their questions. Like, am I at work? Ugh, they're going to make me turn into a murderess for real. People out here in Utah don't know y'all are saving lives. I know you kept up the good work because I have skipped the latest shows to get to the episode that I'm on. Thank you, ladies. I hope to hear soon that y'all are making money on this because it's absolutely amazing. Y'all are truly helping me kill it at work. Thank you, girl. Thank you. All right, y'all. That's it. That's it. We're here. We did it. We did it. Yes. So if you want to keep up with us, you can. You can shoot us a tweet. Tell everybody on your Twitter that this is your favorite podcast, Sisters Who Kill. Do it right now. You can follow us on Instagram. The pictures from the story will be up. And let us know what you thought about the story or any opinions. You can follow us on TikTok. Go on TikTok and you can have the short version of all the episodes, especially if there's one that you really like and you want to tell your homegirl about it. Let me know. You can go on our private discussion group. That's on Facebook. You got to answer questions to get in. So I know that you really rock with us. There's also a public Facebook page. And on the public Facebook page, you can like and you'll get updates about what we got going on over here. Tazzy, you have anything else? Talk to us, we talk back.